When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The greatest story ever told. Presented by the United States Armed Forces Radio Service. we present, and her name was Mary, the first of five Christmas season dramas about the birth of that child who was to live the greatest life ever lived. Galilee, north of Jerusalem by some 50 miles, and in Galilee, Nazareth, a small town, little different from other towns in that country which suffered under the Roman tyranny. And in Nazareth lived a carpenter, a good man, kindly, an honest craftsman. Yet more, for he was descended of kings. In his veins flowed the blood of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. A prince of the house of David he was. And though destined to play a great role in the dramatic events of Bethlehem, he was unmindful of it as he worked one day in his carpenter shop. There, the traveling box is finished. Strong, workmanlike. I hope Samuel is pleased with it. Why shouldn't Samuel be pleased with it? <laughs> Samuel, Samuel, you surprised me while I was talking to myself. A habit one develops when living alone so long. Is that the box? Mm, good. Sturdy. Able to take the hard service I'll put it to. Samuel, you're planning a long journey. I may never come back. You mean I'll never see you again? And we've been friends so long. We could go on being friends. And even fellow soldiers in a good fight. A hard fight. You know how I feel about force, Samuel. And I think you're wrong. Joseph, why don't you join the resistance with me? There's so much to do. So tough a fight ahead will need every man. Don't you see, Joseph Herod must go if Israel's to have any peace. It's not for me, Samuel. I don't believe in force. Maybe because you don't know. Tucked away in your carpenter shop in Galilee all the time, you hear little of what's going on in the outside world. If you'd come to Judea with me, if you'd see what goes on there. No, Joseph, we're not alone in this. There are a great many of us. You couldn't find one of us by day who doesn't seem to be just an ordinary worker or servant. But at night, it's different. At night, we meet in secret in the hills of Judea. And there are many of us. We work by dark, in caves, underground. But we have strength. And if you match strength with Herod, only bloodshed can result. Maybe you talk that way because you don't know. 
don't know what's really going on. I think I've heard my share about Herod and his tyranny. Herod, an Edomite, an outsider set by the Romans to rule over Israel. What have we come to, Joseph? Doesn't that in itself make you want to fight? The thought is bitter. But bloodshed isn't the way, Samuel. What if I could prove to you that it is? I don't think you can. When you hear this, you'll change your mind. This is secret, Joseph. Men have died to get this information for us. You know you can trust me. Of course. The resistance has its sources of information all over, even in Herod's palace. Nothing Herod does is secret from us. And the cruelty of the man knows no bounds. Let me tell you what happened. And when you hear it, even you must realize that peaceful ways are not the answer. This Herod is a monster. And it wasn't long ago that he was talking to Asa, his prime minister, about a matter very important to us all. They complained, Asa, did they? Yes, Majesty. Herod, this time we may be coming too close to rebellion. Don't whisper it to me as though it were a secret. Oh, I, I'm sorry, Majesty. I only thought... I do the thinking, Asa. The people groan about the taxes. We must do something. Isn't that right, Asa? If you would, it would make my job easier. Then we'll do it. We'll raise the taxes. Raise them? But I told you... Very simple, Asa. If people think the taxes are too high now... We'll show them they can be even higher. We'll break them. That's what we'll do. Break them. Majesty. Majesty, I must ask you to clear the court. I, I have something important to say. No one else must hear. What? Please, Majesty, not before the others. For your sake. The way you cringe, Asa. All right. I'll clear the court. Clear the court. Everyone. Everyone leave. Now, Lisa, we're alone. What's the secret? Word from Rome? Uh, no, Herod. Well, what is it? Herod, you know there are those among the Israelites who fight us. And that's your secret? No, no, of course not, Majesty. But joining them are others who are not Jews. Some of your own people are with them. And that's no secret either. Well, Herod, don't become enraged. Hear me, I'll say nothing, do nothing before you hear all I have to say. Stop trembling and speak up. One man has thrown his lot in with the Jews. He's an important man. A prince. I'm king. The prince would have to be my own son. <laughs> you just said what I tried to tell you. Hey, sir. Hey, sir. Majesty. Hey, sir, are you telling me... That my own son, Aristobulus, has put his lot in with the rebels? That's a lie. Would I suggest such a thing if I didn't have proof? What proof? We, we captured the rebel. We questioned him. How much of that can a man endure? He talked. He, he told us. Yes, and he's, he's popular with the people. Maybe because they know. You miserable, conniving wretch. You're lying to me. Majesty, Majesty, please. Would I lie about such a thing and expect to live? I presume you have proof. More than enough. 
Asa, send my son to me. Father, you sent for me? Yes, Aristobulus. I have news. Upsetting news. Bad news has a way of coming to this palace. And what does that mean, son? The news you spoke of. What is it? A band of rebels attacked one of my strongholds. We captured one of them. And under persuasion, he gave us certain information. Valuable information. If it didn't appear so ridiculous. He talked. He talked indeed. He said you were one of them. Oh? Is it true? Yes, it's true. Treason against your king is bad enough. Treason against your father. Treason and tyranny have a way of going together, father. I'll take no reproaches from you. You talk like the fool that you are. And I've permitted you to have your own way long enough. You've got to realize your responsibilities. Your heir to my throne. It may not be as much of a legacy as you think, father. What does that mean? You're giving away something you don't have. Rome has lent you this kingdom, and Rome can take it away. I'll take care of Rome. And who'll take care of the people? For they can take your throne away, too. I refuse to listen to such talk any longer. A truth is a truth whether men listen to it or not. Now you listen to me. Rome is powerful. Rome rules the world. No one dares stand against them. I'm trying to keep you from making some foolish mistake that might cost you your life. And what good is my life if I can't risk it for a cause in which I believe? You call that a cause? To protect the Jews against Rome? Are they your people? Why take risks for them? Any people is my people. And its troubles are mine. Aristobulus, I order you to discontinue your treacherous actions. Look, son. You can travel, visit foreign lands, even Rome itself. Do anything you please. But stay out of it. The life of royal exile doesn't appeal to me. I must go on doing what I've been doing. Even though it means your death or mine. I command you to be quiet. You may have quiet by crying out commands to your servants. But you can't command the people to be quiet. And when your conscience cries out, command that to be quiet too. Conscience. You are a boy, aren't you? And you, father or a poor, miserable shadow of a man. You shouldn't have said that. Now, now get out and think over what I said. Your Majesty has spoken to your son? Yes, they said. Does he admit his guilt? Admit it. He boasts of it. A young, impetuous prince. He could cause trouble. A great deal of trouble. I know. And, and the way gossip travels these days in Israel, it, it might become known. You mean that Herod is weak. He refuses to punish his own son. It could be said. It could be said. It will be said. In 
Rome, too, perhaps? You're very clever, Asa. You know my every thought. And you know the Romans, Majesty. They'd be the first to say that Herod is a weakling. The strong warrior of old now can't even manage his own son. How can he manage Judea? I know, I know. Well, I was only exploring the possibilities. We must look ahead. I'm looking ahead two ways, sir. This is something I can't risk. Asa? Of course, Majesty. There's no other way. You think so, too? It will remove the greatest obstacle you have. But it must be done subtly. Well, I have an idea. An idea? We must give a party, Asa. His Majesty invites a few well-chosen friends. A party in honor of his son. In honor of his son? I don't understand. He said it would have to be done subtly. It will. Now arrange the party. It must take place out in the garden, near the pool. Yes, Majesty. <laughs> my son, is to show you that I don't harbor any grudges against you. You mean... I mean that your father is not the tyrant you think he is. He respects your opinion and the strength with which you voice. Although back in his mind, the old warrior feels he's stronger than you are. (laughs) They say you're still one of the strongest of men. They say I am, I am. And if you don't believe that, let me show you. Stand up, sir. But why? I'll show you how strong I am. Some hand wrestling. Please, Father, at a party. <laughs> I feel I've been challenged. I can't refuse. My friends, a little sport to begin the evening. My son has challenged me to the hand wrestle, and I have accepted. <laughs> now then, clear a space. Come on, son, out here. Take a stand. Father, please, you're too old. Too old? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going to prove I'm not. Hold out your hand. Come now. All right, Father. Now we clap hands and start. <laughs> the prince is strong. Look, <laughs> the prince is budget. But <laughs> he recovered nicely, didn't he? <laughs> look, look there. The king is giving way. <laughs> you did it, son. You did it. I didn't know you were that strong. You're all right, Father. I, I didn't hurt you. Hurt me? Just because I'm perspiring a little? You don't know your own father. But the exertion... I... Nothing that a cold plunge into the pool won't remedy. And then each man shall retire to his room where servants are waiting to rub them down with fine oil and freshen them with rare perfume. Then the banquet itself. Of course, Father. Exactly what I need. Good. Into the pool, then. And everyone, come join us. <laughs> Hey, sir. Yes, Majesty. The room is ready. I've appointed the man myself. A big man with large, muscular hands. My son's no weakling. The man I picked will do the job. 
Once Aristobulus goes into that room, once he lies down on the couch, he's as good as dead. Everything is ready, then. Come, Aristobulus. Time to be anointed and perfumed. Come. Shall I lead him into the room? Yes. And the strangler had better do his job well. There, Joseph. That's the story of the tyrant Herod. The kind of man he is. Murderer of his own son. Doesn't that make you want to go to Judea and help us fight against the man? It's unbelievable. I could tell you more, too. But that should be enough. Well, Joseph, will you join with us? We could use a strong man like you. A man with skill. His own son? Yes. The son is dead. One of the servants who was there is a member of my own band. He swears to every word of it. Well, what do you say? We must have faith, Samuel. Is that all you have to say? Well... I'm through with bowing down to an alien king placed over Judea by the Romans. Are you through with faith too, Samuel? Faith? Yes. I'm through with faith. Can faith shield you from the tyrant's sword? Tell that to the dead of Israel whom the Romans have killed. No. Extravagant, cruel, despotic Herod lives on Israel's blood. And you want me to have faith. Our people have come through other evils before. We'll outlive this one too. Don't be too sure. Just because Herod doesn't rule in Galilee yet doesn't mean he won't reach out for power here, too. After all, Judea, Galilee, they're both part of Israel. No, Joseph. We have a choice between two fates. Revolution or destruction. It would seem that the time must come soon. The time to fight? It's here already. I didn't mean that. What other time can be so important? The time for the third way. Neither destruction nor revolution. He was promised when the hour was darkest. He? Whom do you mean? The Messiah. Messiah? Yes. Samuel, you're forgetting God's place in all this. The same Jehovah who led our people through the desert with a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. If times are difficult, we must never forget that the same Jehovah has promised that the Messiah will come and deliver Israel. For too long we've been promised a Messiah, and he's never come. We must fight now, Joseph. Don't you see? No other way can prevail against the planned and calculated tyranny of the Romans. Herod must be driven from Israel. And fighting is the only way to do it. And fighting is bloodshed, killing. No. Joseph, somehow freedom is such that human blood must always be part of it. And as long as blood must flow, let it be the tyrant's blood, Herod's blood. Join us, Joseph. I know I'm just a plain man, a carpenter. I know little of these things. But my way is the way of peace and faith. I have faith that will happen. The Messiah will come. When? How? Answer me that. How? The prophet Isaiah tells us. He shall be born of a virgin and shall not be the son of any man but of God. When? I should have to be gifted with the divine knowledge of a prophet to know that. But I'm content to wait. And some of us aren't. We know what the answer should be. But it's not the Messiah. Can he help throw off the yoke of the Romans or of Herod? If you mean 
Is the Messiah to come to us as a general leading great armies? No, I don't think so. Then what chance will he stand against Herod? Herod would think no more of destroying your Messiah than he did of killing his own son. Anything that stands between Herod and his throne must die. And that goes for Matthias, too. That's no way to talk, Samuel. I'm sorry, Joseph. I know how dear the belief is to you. To all Israel. Not to all Israel. But some of us have decided on action. This prediction of the prophets that a Messiah will come. It could be a mere legend handed down. A tale born in time of stress and brought to light to keep up hope in other times of trouble. Joseph, I don't believe it. Oh, Samuel. I didn't want to hear that. Not from you. It said, and I don't retract it. Think, Joseph. Maybe you will join us. No, Samuel. And I give you my answer for two reasons. Two? One, that I know the way carefully through bloodshed and killing. And the other? Somehow, my future is here in Nazareth. You love the place so much? It's not the place. It's a strange sense connected in some way with a maiden. A maiden? You, Joseph? After all these years, you're not so young anymore? You may laugh when I tell you. Why should I laugh? If it's important to you, Joseph, I'd like to hear it. Who has a better right? Who's a closer friend to you? No one. Since we were boys together and played games in the hills of Galilee, you've been the only one I could talk to about the feelings that go on inside me. Now... There's this maiden. And I haven't been able to talk to anyone else about her. Joseph, you've fallen in love. I don't know if anything like this has ever happened before. Every man feels the same when he falls in love for the first time. You must understand. She's so very different. This maiden is unlike any I've ever seen before. It's a man's privilege to suppose that when he falls in love. It must be more than that. But what makes you think there's no other like her? I've never seen her. And you've never been to Jerusalem either. There are thousands of women there, fair and dark, tall and short, with different kinds of beauty. Surely among them there must be one who can compare with this maiden you speak of? No, Samuel, no. There is no other like her. <laughs> That's the talk of a lovesick boy. Not a grown man like yourself. Now you're laughing at me, Samuel. Forgive me, Joseph. But it's impossible for me to believe that any one maiden could be so different from all others. This one is. When she walks, it's like the walk of angels, so light and graceful. And when she smiles, the sun seems dark by comparison. And her eyes, there's deep understanding there and compassion. And a soul so great, all else seems small. For you to feel that way, Joseph... That is unusual. But tell me, how does she feel about you? I don't know. You never talk to her about the way you feel? I never talked to her at all. And yet you know all this about her? Does that strike you strange? That's impossible. How can you know anyone so well without having had a word pass between you? You can see it. At least I can see it. It's all within her. Surely, Joseph. Now you must be joking. No, Samuel. I've never heard of any such thing. Never expected you would talk that way. Would you like to see for yourself? Indeed, I would. Well, you can. It's almost time now for her to take her daily walk down to the well to fetch water. Come. We'll stand in the doorway of my shop. And you can see her as I've seen her every day now. I've seen many women, but none who ever lived would be as fair or good as you say this one is. Come. Joseph, I don't know. Wait. Look, here she comes now. 
here, she looks like any other maiden in Nazareth. Not to me. I will say that she appears to be more graceful than any other. Such grace as I've imagined queens must have. Yes. And her face. Her face. Joseph, she is truly beautiful. Most beautiful, quiet. She passes now. Joseph. Joseph, there is something about her. Feeling I can't describe. It's not her graceful walk, or her lovely face, or even her eyes, which have such depth and feeling. Joseph, I... I don't know what it is. But there's something about that maiden that I shall never forget. And that's the way I feel. And the feeling has grown greater with every day. Now I understand, Joseph. I'm sorry for what I said before. Joseph, tell me, don't you even know her name? Her name? Her name is Mary. has been And Her Name Was Mary, another episode in the greatest story ever told from the greatest life ever lived. <laughs>
This program was the first in a special series of five to be presented this week through the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education.